Welcome back to the Juice Podcast. Cody Mitchell, Connor Holiday here. Bowl season in full effect. There's games going on as we speak. Connor, oh, you actually have your. I thought it was. I assumed you were going to be watching the game during the podcast. I didn't even think about it. I turned it off. I would turn it off because it's very distracting and it's a 15 point game. If it was like the fourth quarter coming down, I know, but some of us have goal. the fucking under. Well, and let me tell you this it's in the third quarter. You're under dead. In the fourth quarter. Did the fourth quarter just start? Like I said, field goal pushes, touchdown fucks me. Yeah, I mean, it is Minnesota and Syracuse, so yeah, that is a little bit alive. But Oh, well, fuck it. Not just bowl season, but college football news and notes are also in full swing. The portal is, I feel like, calmed down a little bit. Yeah, because there probably is going to be like the second wave that ends up happening. But, I mean, we did have a big name hit the portal, but just... Heading into the news, uh, Dominic Lovett, the wide receiver from Mizzou, has said that he is transferring to Georgia. Honestly, I think that's a big get for them at wide receiver. Going to help out Boser, that wide receiving core that had a little bit of questions about over the last couple years. But good get by them. Uh, Tony Grimes, the UNC corner, has announced that he will be going transferring to Texas A&M. I think he is a very good corner, and I think this is a big get for Texas A&M. Casimir Allen, the do-it-all athlete on offense for UCLA, has declared for the draft. I'm not sure if he's playing in the game tonight. Uh, Chase Brown has announced that he will be going pro. I know that one broke my heart a little bit. Yeah, it kind of did. Yeah, that one sucks. Um we did have the big announcement of DJ to Oregon State. I think this is a phenomenal get for Oregon State. Kind of struggled with the quarterback. Still had a phenomenal year. It was a 10-win team. Yeah, and I think with DJ Uyungle coming in, and if they could get a lot of those players to come back, this could be a very good team in the Pac-12 and Honestly, thinking about it, the Pac-12 next year is going to be loaded at quarterback. Yep, not going to to my own horn, but I did call this on the podcast. But me, me, me. All right, next piece of news: Keaton Slovis to BYU. Cody, thoughts? I don't like it all. I don't. I've never been a Slovis guy, but I, I don't know. I don't know who really was their options behind them, but because I'm, see- I think I think Jaron is going pro. Yeah, oh yeah, 100%. He's not, he's, Slovis isn't going here if Hall's going, not going pro. Just something that kind of came out of left field, I guess. I didn't really, it didn't really move the needle much for me. It's going to be weird, them being in the Big 12, this is going to be the guy you go with. But maybe they just want kind of a veteran for the first year they play yeah. in a big conference. They don't yeah. get the shit kicked out of them every game. I don't know. It's They're, a pretty safe option. Yeah. Like, not going to blow you away, but he's also not, like, completely awful. Yeah, and who knows what who's coming back from that wide receiving core. Could be good. Could be bad. Who knows? We'll find out. Uh, 
kind of a shocker in my opinion. Hudson Card to Purdue. Thinking this is a great get by the Boilermakers, but I thought he could have potentially gotten like a little bit of a better job. Yeah, I thought it was going to be an SEC school, some SEC school, or Big well, and there was the link of him to Notre Dame. They were they had been in contact. Now on the flip side, for Notre Dame, they've been linked to somebody who just hit the portal, Sam Hartman, which is. Probably the biggest got name in the portal, I would say, between him and Leary. Yeah, ju- from a quarterback from perspective. Perspective, yeah, there's still McCall too. But uh, yeah, I mean, gonna be very interested to see. Apparently, the Irish are heavy favorites right now to get him, and I mean, if they could get him, worries me a little bit for week three or week four. I can't remember when we when Ohio State plays Notre Dame, but. Gonna be very interesting to see what happens there. Uh, Kayshawn Butte, after announcing that he was gonna be coming back to LSU, has announced that he is going to the draft. Yeah, I didn't. I was kind of shocked to see him even consider coming back to school when he was going probably gonna be. What was a preseason? A lot of mock drafts had him as the first or second, like worst wide receiver to come out. But. And in the last piece of news, kind of a big coaching hire in my opinion. Ed Reed to coach Bethune-Cookman. I mean, what a headline grab this was. Yeah, it's kind of the same thing I told you. It's like a great headline grab. But I no don't... coaching but we, experience, so... Yeah, we... Like, I know that he had been a part of Miami's staff for a little bit, like, working with them, but... Yeah, I, I'm very interested to see what happens. I know... I think... Players will, especially safeties, will gravitate to playing for Bethune Cookman. But I mean, if he takes like the Dion approach and starts hitting the portal and getting some like people that are like transferring down from like those SEC schools, God only knows what could happen there. Am I crazy? But I just don't know if Ed Reed really moves the needle like Dion Sanders. So this is what I was thinking about. Who, in your opinion, was the better player? Well, unfortunately, like I can only base everything off of like what I heard. Like Dion wasn't really in my lifetime a perennial player, but yeah. you know what I mean. Because in my opinion, I I would say Ed Reed, but Dion Sanders is way more flashy of a name. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's what's worked to Dion's credit because he's been in like the spotlight and everything like that ed reed i mean he was in the spotlight when he was playing but then like after that he really wasn't in the spotlight dion was still doing stuff for the nfl network he started coaching in high school then makes the jump to jackson state i don't know in just my opinion like dion's probably the bigger name in oh, my opinion. oh yeah, and Dion has like excellent control of a room too. Plus, like him being part of Barstool and everything like that, like the everything he like Dion was made for the spotlight. Plus, being a two sport athlete, yeah, that was something I was gonna tell you. That's something that's so lost in history for like people that are growing up now. I was like, like Dion, the dude was a really good baseball player. Yeah, played in a World Series, right? Yeah. Yeah, he was like a like a 260, 270 hitter. Like he was, and he was an excellent outfielder, obviously. And then the like speed. the infamous story of him playing in uh, 
NFL game and a baseball game in 24 hours. Yeah, like that's something that's so so forgotten about in all this. I don't mm. know. It's good for Bethune Cookkin though. Like, yeah, it's gonna put your program on the map. Like whether you win a lot of games, if you're expecting a Jackson State like undefeated season kind of thing, it, I don't think that's gonna happen. But very interesting to see how this all plays. Oh yeah, hundred percent. All right, getting to some of the bowl recap. Uh, Air Force thirty, Baylor fifteen. I mean, Air Force alone ran for 276 yards. Baylor only had 230 yards total. And they also allowed Air Force to have 103 yards passing. With that recipe, it's not good for an opponent. Nope, we were all over that one. Like one last beat of the drum for Air Force. Yeah. Houston 23, Louisiana 16. Uh, Great game with a lot of fluky plays and... Ended up coming off, coming down to a TD with 20 seconds left to secure the win for Houston. Great game. Wake Forest 27, Mizzou 17. Very sloppy game like I thought it was going to be an under game. Mizzou just like really couldn't do anything on offense, even against Wake's defense. Yeah, I, I, I fell for the plus two, but that's all right. In the Christmas Eve game, Mill Tennessee State 25, San Diego State 23. Kind of a decent game that went back and forth in the fourth quarter, but, I mean, it is what it is. I was so locked into the NFL, I barely paid attention to this. Mm. Uh, New Mexico State 24, Bowling Green 19. Slow start, but... Very impre- uh, very interesting uh, second half with the comeback by Bowling Green. Great game, though, by New Mexico State. The quarterback, uh, uh, Diego, absolute dog. Yeah, dude. I mean, Jerry Kill got them to seven wins. I know. Like, the- 2021, two. 2021, granted, they only played two games. 2019, two. 2018, three. And his first season got them seven. Got them up to a bowl game and a bowl win. Uh, next one, uh, Buffalo 23, Georgia Southern 21. It was a very solid game and a great duel at the quarterback, or great quarterback battle between uh, Snyder and Van Trees. A lot of explosive plays. Great game. Uh, Memphis 38, Utah State 10. Just domination by Memphis, and Utah State kind of struggled after Legas uh, went down. East Carolina, 53, Coastal, 29. Just domination by East Carolina and a phenomenal game from uh, Holton Aylers. 26 uh, for 38, 300 yards, 5 TDs. Great way to pack, uh, cap off his career at East Carolina. Very, I think he broke a bunch or has a bunch of career records in the American. So good and you, warned him, you warned everybody about ECU too. Yeah. Kind of a sleeping giant at that point. Was just kind of like hovering around the t- like the three to four spot in the American. Uh, Wisconsin twenty four, Oklahoma State seventeen. Did not pay attention to this because we have to work. Yeah, we so, got to be but, the, those five a.m. start times at work are tough for these late ones. Yeah, but uh, ended up rewatching the game. Kind of a boring game. Twenty nine drives, sixteen punts, five touchdowns, three ints, two field goals, one fumble, and two drives to end the half and end the game. Gross. Uh, Duke 30, UCF 13. Great game by Duke's defense. Really, really made things hard for UCF. 
Yep, Plumlee did play in this game too. Mike Elko got the Blue Devils in his first season nine wins. Granted, like we talked about, benefited from a weak coastal, but still nine wins at Duke any time is going to be awesome and accepted. Uh, next one, probably the best bowl game so far in the Liberty Bowl, Arkansas 55, Kansas 53. What a miracle comeback by Kansas that just came up short. Down 38-23 with 2.43 left. Arkansas ball. Kansas no timeouts at the 30. Force a fumble. Drive down. Score a touchdown. Get the two, Get an onside kick. Drive down the field. Get another touchdown and the two-point conversion with 40 seconds left. Only to end that with... A terrible two-point conversion call in, I think it was the third, o- third, yep, third overtime. Third overtime. I don't know why you run that play and have Bean come off the bench and throw a ball like that. The, the shitty thing is, as much as I don't like the play call, and I know we talked about this already, it was open. It was open. It was and, open. If Bean looks a little bit to his left, that tight end is wide open. Well, I can't remember. It's 47, but... Yeah, nobody even around him. And then he threw – I don't know, like you told me. I don't know if he thought, like, okay, now it's second down and wasn't paying attention, but it looked like he threw it away. Yeah, like I know Arnold was in the back of the end zone, but that was way even out of his catch radius. Yeah, that was – Calvin Johnson couldn't have caught that ball. Yeah. Like so. he threw that way over his head. That yeah. sucked, kind of robbed us of another. I was kind of hoping for some back and like more and more and more overtimes. Actually got a good two for one. Thank you for the Kansas Miracle comeback. To I was looking at zero and two in this game, and it completely flipped with that comeback to go two and zero, having the over and the Kansas Kansas plus the three miracle cover and miracle over. Uh, Oregon twenty eight, UNC twenty seven. Different game than a lot of people projected. I think. I mean, obviously with the total being in the seventies. A lot of people thought this was going to be a high-scoring game. Really wasn't. Defenses kind of showed up, but then great drive at the end of the game by Bo Nix to get the touchdown with 20 seconds left. And then in the last game, Texas Tech 42, Ole Miss 25. Woof. Yeah, not exactly what I expected to happen <laughs> at all. Five straight losses by Ole Miss after being ranked 10th. Kind of fraudulent, in yeah, my opinion. Yeah, not a way to end. I mean, that was something we kind of talked about too. We didn't know how good this Ole Miss team was. Did I expect them to go seven and or lose their last five? No, I did not. All right, now to the picks. All right, you ready for the picks here, buddy? Yeah. Oklahoma, Florida State. Florida State is a ten-point favor. Over/under set at sixty-six. Connor, your play. I'm just gonna keep it simple. Lay the points. Yep, laying them too with you, dude. Um, remember what did you say the action had this projected line at? When, well, the I don't think their lines really changed from when it first like opened, but it said it was supposed to be like Florida State minus one, and I was ready to absolutely unload. Kind of far off from that one projection. Thank you, action. But yeah, I mean. Florida State has all the vibes in the world going into this. You have a bunch of people that have already said that they're coming back for next season. 
fucking ride that wave. Yeah. Keep this, this wave just going. Like, this isn't going to be a situation where, like, they didn't really miss out on anything. They didn't, like, blow their last game of the season to miss the ACC uh, conference championship game, anything like that. Like, this team's coming back. They know the expectation already for next year is going to be huge. They're mm-hmm. going to make a statement. And not to mention, I just don't think this Oklahoma team's very good. No. Granted, they're six and six, so they'll no, they're not. They went into a bowl game, but yeah, that was a great still. that was a great under on the win total by me. Yeah, what was it like nine and a half? Yeah, yeah, not even fucking cool. That some of those are so funny to look back on and like like what? And I hammered it too. So yeah, I'm laying the points for the state. Texas Washington, Texas three point favorite over under set at sixty six and a half. Connor, that's a high number oh, on the sixty six and a half. I know you see your mouth watering over there. Well, no, I have this at over 67 and a half, so the fact that it's dropped worries me. I I just, I, I love this over. Even with Bajan and Roshan both not playing in this game, I just think that there's going to be a lot of points. I, like, I don't trust, like, if I had to pick a side, I'd pick Washington, but am I that confident in it? No, they're kind of like in the same boat that we were just talking about with Florida State, but on the flip side, like Texas has a lot of momentum. So you have these two waves of momentum. Like, which one are you? Tr- which one? I just, I, no way that I look at this without there being a lot of points. Yeah, from either side, and I'm going to go with Washington. I'm going to lay the points here at plus three. I don't blame you. I kind of consider it. That's more of a lean there. Obviously, for one, Vegas already inflates the number for Texas anyway because it's a big brand. And Washington's just been really freaking good this year. Yeah, 10-2. and two. And, again, Michael Penix is coming back next season. Mm-hmm. So this is just another tune-up. This is the last game of the season. They're going to lay it all out there. I don't know if they're going to win, but this is going to – I think this could come down to a late second field goal, and I'm always cool with the push. So, All right, going to Friday here. Maryland, North Carolina State. NC, I don't know why I said it like that. NC State. Jesus. No one calls it that way. Yes. NC State is a one-point favorite over-under at 46.5. Ooh, good for me. I took the over 45.5. Yep. Good. I think that like that MJ is going to – Morris is going to be able to score on this Maryland defense. I am a little bit concerned for Maryland's offense against NC State's defense. And considering a few of those wide receivers from Maryland are have opted out, but I just think that they're they're going to be able to find a way. And I just I think this totals a little bit low. It's going to be a little bit of a sweat, but I think it, I think we get there. I I'm going to take Maryland on the money line. It's plus Ooh. one. Like look at this. Maryland lost to Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, Purdue, who was in the Big Ten title game. And Wisconsin, mm-hmm. like we said it before the season started, and kind of talked all year. We don't. We think this Maryland team's not bad. I think they're a lot better than seven and five. It's just they happen to play in the Big Ten East with yeah. Ohio State, Penn State, and Michigan. Michigan. And NC State, after Leary's injury, like has not looked like the same team. The defense is still no, playing they've well. They've been Jekyll and fucking Hyde. You're able to beat UNC with your fourth string quarterback, yet you lose to BC. Yeah. And yeah. I think Maryland is a lot better than the record shows. And I'm just going to, I mean, when it's plus one, I'm just going to take them to win this game outright. All right, moving on here. 
Pitt, UCLA. UCLA is a touchdown and a hook. Favorite here. Over-under is set at 54. Connor, I don't know what side on here. This opened at 3.5, by the way. I know. I was lucky enough to grab UCLA today at 5.5 before it jumped two points. 79% of the money, or the not the money, the bets are on UCLA, too. I don't blame them. Uh, I have no idea if DTR is playing in this game. Man, the dude's been there five years. I'd assume he would play his last game. Yeah, I'd assume, too. Uh, it's eight. Jesus. It's, it's moving it's going live, out. It's DTR moving live on to, the school. Oh, the my show. God. DTR has to be playing in this game. And that's kind of why I grabbed it at five and a half, because if he plays, like I feel great having this at five and a half. I'm willing to lay whatever with UCLA. Don't – I mean, I uh, – Slovis is already gone, so I know – I forget what their backup's name is. Patty? Yeah. I'm not confident in him. I'm, and on Pitt's side, they have a lot of defensive players that are sitting out this game. So, yeah, I just – I think I, I'm just – I think I'm taking the right side. Give me UCLA. Yeah, I'm still going to lay the eight here. I have a weird thing with bowl things, too. Like, obviously, it's more than football. You're worrying about who's playing, who's motivated, and stuff like that. I do think something for schools like this would not be a factor if it's Ohio State, Georgia, Alabama. But schools like UCLA, when you're, you have a chance at a double-digit win season, like, that does mean something. And they're on 9-3. and three, And plus, I just think they're the better team, too. So, like, and I have this number at, I have this number at 10. So, when I don't have I a lean it, here. I have it at five and a half. Thank yeah, you, I would love having that at five and a half. All right, kind of a cool game here that I like too. Friday, 3.30. Notre Dame, South Carolina. Notre Dame is a three and a half favorite. Over under, 15 and a half. I don't know, really. I don't love so, their side. I just, because they've been my team that I've been riding and far exceeded my expectations. I'm taking the points with South Carolina. Did they really? They they beat their win total by a half. No, it was at six and a half. It was six and a half. Okay, that was seven. They, they got it by one and a half. But, okay. to, but okay. to end the season, how the they, they did. did. Yeah. Like I, I, mean, I mean, I was sweating the win total, and then it hits with Tennessee, and then you go out there and beat Clemson. Mm-hmm. And plus, like in that Clemson game, I was on South Carolina plus fourteen, and they won outright. Yeah, I mean, they're the sole reason Tennessee's not in the playoffs right now. And the reason Hendon didn't win the Heisman. And you should extra love this team because if they don't beat Tennessee there, you're not in. Yeah. 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 Like hundred that's a hundred percent a thing. Yeah, and plus like for Notre Dame, no mayor, no pine. I think Buckner is starting at Oh quarter. god. Yeah, they're back to him. Yeah, I just I don't I don't I don't like Notre Dame in this spot. I'd rather have the points with South Carolina. Like I know that They've had people leave and hit the portal, but for the most part, like the wide receiving core is the same. I know Jaheim Bell isn't playing. Still have Rattler. I know Lloyd's out, but still, I just I like the vi- I like the vibes with South Carolina more. Yeah, I was just about to say that. I don't know if I'm willing to take them on the money line, and I hate to agree with you on all these today, but I'm gonna take the points here and the plus three and a half of South Carolina. Like how God after damn it, I got fucked. <laughs> What'd you get it at? Two and a half. Oh well, yeah, that's a, and that's a tough number to get it or to get it Shoot. at two. But still, I think they could win this. They sh- 
could easily win this game outright. If you're yeah. looking at the trajectories of this team, South Carolina is exceeding. Mm-hmm. And like you said, the vibes in this building are rocking. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'll am i take the points there. Ohio, Wyoming, and the Barstool Bowl. Ohio, OU is a two-and-a-half point favorite. Over-under set at 41-and-a-half. Probably nobody knows the OU thing. They're like Oklahoma. But, like, around here, it's so prevalent. Obviously, we're from around Columbus, Ohio. Everybody says OU. Granted, I make fun of JR all the time. Like, Oklahoma, you mean? Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, this is the Barstool Arizona Bowl. I feel like, out, out of respect, I have to bet this over. I mean, there's, like, nobody's been behind the movement more of life is too short to bet the under. So it's the Barstool Bowl. I gotta bet the over. 41 is what I grabbed it at. God only knows what the hell is going to happen. I kind of did like OU because they have been a covering machine to end this season. But still, out of respect, gotta bet the over. Um, I, I, I really don't have a great one here. For show purposes, I'll lay the points with OU. But I don't know if I would use me as a reference in this game. I biased. I completely thought, for one, especially like Wyoming was dead to me after week one, and then I like look up and they're bowl eligible, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Bowl eligible and about won their division in the Mountain West. Yes, exactly. Now, in Connor, in the orangest of orange bowls, you know what I'm really hoping would happen Hmm. in the orangest orange bowl. Clemson to come out in their purple uniforms and Tennessee to come out in the gray uniforms. That would be awesome. <laughs> just to say fuck it to everybody. But also, how hilarious would it be for just orange on orange? That Or or the complete flip side, yeah, I would do. Tennessee is coming in here as a six-point dogs, over-under set at 63.5. Obviously, no Hendon Hooker. And obviously, DJ is now at Oregon, Oregon State. So, Connor... Where do you kind of lean here? I heard you say fuck there. I'm assuming you did not get a number you liked. No, I got. I took Tennessee at plus five. I'll obviously take it with at plus six. But yeah, I just I'm not I'm not that confident in Clemson. Like even with the quarterback change to couple, uh, Cade. Like, have we really seen that he is that good? No, he just has that star next to him. It just. It worries me being on the side of Joe Milton who could throw a ball a hundred yard or probably a hundred yards, has probably one of the most insane ball speeds on the throws, but zero fucking accuracy. Yeah, you don't know where he's actually gonna throw it to. I don't know, man. I look at this and I think I'm willing to lay the points here with Clemson. Overfighting. Yeah, I, I'm cool with that. Granted, I don't. The expectation at Clemson is always to make the playoff, and this is two years in a row. So who knows, like the motivation here? But I mean, this seems like it's going to kind of be a like a trial run for the next year, and we'll see how K does. And yeah, like you said, he hasn't looked amazing for the limited time he started, but I mean, he's still a five-star prospect. And I kind of leading off what you said. I don't really know if I trust Joe Milton very much here. Hen and Hooker's here. We're looking at something completely else here. Oh, yeah. I'd be, we'd probably be laying points with Tennessee. Bama, Kansas State. Alabama's six-and-a-half-point favorites. Over-under set at 56. Connor, I know you have all eyes on this one. This is a Saturday kick at noon. 
I am taking the points with Kansas State. Shocker. Shocker. I really question the, like, drive and motivation behind Bama. Like, I understand Bryce is playing, and I understand Will is playing, but I just question. Connor, I really want to fight you here. And I actually, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to do it. Fuck give me, you. Give me the points with Bama. Fuck you. Give me the six and a half. Fuck you. Bryce's dude. last game, probably the best quarterback that Nick Saban has. And he they didn't not win, a, high, or they didn't win, win a national championship. Yeah, no, I think he's probably the best quarterback, period. I know he time. won a national championship, but that was as the backup, but didn't win as the starter. Yes. and win a Heisman. Congratulations. I think he's going to leave his cement on this program. No, and I think he's probably the number one pick. <laughs> I think he probably is, too. So, I'm going to lay the points here. I do think it'll be close, though. Kansas State seems to... I mean, they're also going for a dream season here. There's 11 wins for a Kansas this State program. Is, if anything, this is Kansas State's national championship. 1,000% here. Now, in a very ugly game here, Iowa-Kentucky. Iowa's two-and-a-half-point favorites. Over-under, now currently 31. What did you grab it at? I, I wish I would have grabbed it sooner. I'm so pissed at myself, but I, I to fucking take the under 31. I don't know how the fuck these two teams are going to score points. This is one of those weird low numbers where the percentage of bets are actually on the over. Really? It's 50.5, as we said. I mean, it's barely. Dude, okay, no Will Levis, which it wasn't like I didn't think he was no really Chris con- Rodriguez. contributing a ton. Dude, I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. That is don't. Just, I'm fighting you again. I'm going to take the I over. I fucking hate you. It's 31. I know. 31. This is Iowa and Kentucky. Kentucky is 1-11 to the under. So they're due, is what you're saying. They're due to go over. No. It's off of a principle, dude. 31 points. I hate you. I have to do it. It's 31. I hit you with this mic. That's literally all I'm basing it off, too. I know both of these defenses are pretty good. I know the offensive stink. It's 31. And how much you want to bet by game time? Do you think it'll get any lower by chance? Could it get to 30? I would love that. that would be in. That would probably be I'm the lowest. I'm considering taking alternate line unders. That's totally fine. So we're fighting in the last three there. All right, we're going to skip over the college football playoff games and keep moving on here. Monday, Mississippi State, Illinois. Mississippi State, one and a half point favorites over under set at 46. I mean, I'm taking Mississippi State. Yeah, that this is the easiest pick of bowl season. Like this is outside of teams in the college football playoff. This is going to be the most motivated team by far. Absolutely. Like I, and it, uh, honestly, no offense too. I think they're probably at least a field goal better than Illinois, regardless of what happened. Mm-hmm. But like you tell me, they're not going to be playing hard for Mike Leach. There's no fucking way. No, there's a reason kind of why this line flipped. Yeah, they're going to be flying around, and I. I don't know how close this game's going to be. I love Mississippi State here. Now, in a game that I honestly, before I looked at my numbers, thought the spread was incredibly too low, but my numbers reflected as well. Tulane, USC. USC is a two-point favorites over under set at 62.5. Yeah, I mean, I kind of want to lay the points with, or, I mean, take the points with Tulane. I really do. Fucking do it then. No, I'm taking the over 62.5 because okay. I think no matter what, 
there are going to be points. I don't, like, I know there's some questions around if Caleb is going to be playing in this game. I think he's going to play. I think on offense, they're going to have a they're going to have the advantage against Tulane's defense. This is a good Tulane defense, but also on the flip side, USA's defense sucks, and Tulane is going to be able to score points. This is like we talked about with Kansas State. This is Tulane's national championship. One thousand percent. I don't know if especially I'm going to especially with Pratt coming back. I don't know if I want to take the total over, but I'm going to take USC's over team total is thirty two. Was that an alternate one you're going to take? Or do you take somebody? No, fucking Syracuse just scored a touchdown. There goes the under. God damn it. You can watch Connor die right on the show. But I don't know. I like uh. like five touchdowns. Five touchdowns. Yeah. I mean, not even that, really. I would need well, I need some chaos there. But I like it over 32 points. Give me USC's team total. Also Monday, LSU-Purdue. LSU is 14.5-point favorites over under set at 56. I had honestly no fucking idea what to do with this game. So I just took the points with Purdue. That's what I had a boy. I'm going to do the same thing because I'm very conflicted on both, like, which side to pick here. Nervous on the total. And when you get a 14.5 point spread against two. Like, like, I, I know O'Connell isn't playing. But still, that's a lot of points. I mean, if you want to. Especially in those kind of games, you could take the underdog. And I can't remember the kid's name, the backup for Purdue. I was looking it up yesterday, but it's not a big deal. Um, you know, you do have Hudson can, Card. Wait, can, yeah, can Hudson Card play? He can not. I don't Damn. think so. I don't, don't think that's how it works. Wait, McCall was able to play the other day for Coastal. Honestly, nowadays, I don't know what the, what the transfer No, I'm I really like don't. 95% sure that he can't play. No, I, I, I know he can't, but the portal surprises me every day. Yeah. Because you can be in it and be playing for your own team. I pray to God in that Orange Bowl we get Nico out there. <laughs> that would be awesome. It's not Anything to get Joe Milton out it's of not, here. It's not going to happen, but... Penn State, Utah. Penn State open as a point favorite is now... Utah minus two and a half over under set of fifty two and a half. Percentages of the bets are a little pretty like pretty <laughs> neck and neck. So it looks like we have a lot of big money coming in on Utah here. What do you think here? I honestly didn't know really what to do with this game, so I'm just betting the over fifty two. I mean, I don't, I, I, I don't know what the fuck to expect. I really don't. What worries me is this could turn into like. The ultimate Big Ten game, and it's just defense, run the ball, low scoring. It's kind of what I think the game's going to be, though. I know, and that's why it worries me that I'm on the over 52, but I'm just, I don't, it's kind of hard after remembering what happened last Rose Bowl for Utah that against Ohio State, granted, that's a totally different offense, but also this should be Sean Clifford's last game. I said should be. Who knows? Yeah, that, yeah you're exactly right. <laughs> but, yeah, I just I, – I think this goes over. I'm going to take the points here with Penn State. Take the two and a half here. Again, like you said, also Sean Clifford's last game. Utah a little – I'm not really – I can't really trust Utah very well. Never been able to. I actually would have this game – for my numbers, I would have Penn State as a two-point favorite. So if I'm getting a four-point swing here, I'm going to take the points here with Penn State. I would love it to be get to three, so I'm going to try to hold off because the difference between two and a half and two is nothing. Mm-hmm. 
So I'm going to try to hold out for that three. But I think it's going to be a close game, and I could see Penn State winning this thing too. Worst case scenario, keeping it close. Now, Connor, this is what this podcast that started with previews is basically built for. We have college football playoff picks. You just passed it. I did. How, how can you see? You have good eyes. No, you yeah. don't. You wear glasses. Well, I wear contacts too, jackass. You just passed it again. Where? My, okay, so I need glasses and I don't wear contacts. You're such a doofus. Just so everybody knows, I was literally looking at Cody's phone for him to try to find like, the information on? on this game, and he just kept passing it and kept passing it. You are a doofus. All right. Are you ready? As ready as I Because my picks are lame. Yeah. Four o'clock kick Saturday. Michigan TCU. Michigan is a seven and a half point favorite over under set at 58 and a half. It's dropped. I'm pretty sure that over unders dropped four points because I'm pretty sure these opened up both I've at seen 62. It as opened at 61 and a half. So pretty damn close, depending on your book. I will be honest. I do not know really what to expect. I ultimately believe that Michigan should cover, should win this game. But oh yeah, how many times have you said that? With TCU. I mean, fuck, I don't know if the Hypnotoad shit is real, but goddamn if it doesn't work. I'm taking the points with TCU, especially with the hook. Yeah, that is what scares me here. At seven, I would be a little more confident. But, buddy, I think I'm going to be fighting you again here. I'm You're willing to lay the asshole. points at seven and a half. I, I think I, – but at the same time, it's the, that's the really tough part about this is TCU has – there's been in so many spots. I'm like, this is the week. I love the number here. This is the week they get got. And it just never fucking happened until the Big 12 title game. Mm-hmm. I were, <laughs> yes, that was awesome for you, buddy. Yes, it was. I do think Michigan's going to run the ball all over this TCU defense. Do I? The only worry I have is can Max Duggan move the ball enough on Michigan's defense to kind of keep them in line with this spread? Here's the thing about what you just said about them running the ball all over TCU. TCU has probably already seen a better running back in Bajan and absolutely shut him down and were able to make Texas say, hey, go make Quinn Ewers win the game, and he couldn't. So what worries me is if TCU is able to replicate that, shut down Edwards, can JJ go out there and win the game? I don't know. that like On both sides, like, can't and then on the flip side for TCU's offense against Michigan's defense, can Michigan State stop the explosive plays that TCU lives off of? Mm. And honestly, the the big factor in this game that worries me is like, yeah, Michigan's was able to keep Ohio State in check. But the one thing that Duggan does a hell of a lot better than CJ, run the fucking ball. I think his legs are going to be a big factor in this game. If you can, I don't know what the line would have to be at, but if I, if you think that TCU can cover this game, 
I'd be taking Duggan over rushing yards. Yeah, I was going to see if I could find Any, it here. Anything. 24 around, and a half. 24 and a half. I was going to say anything around 40, I would love. Yeah, so you'll love 24 and a half. Yeah, I'm probably, after we get done with this, bet that. But, yeah, I just think, like. I will say some pushback, I will say. I As good as Robinson is. If you're going to combine Michigan's line with their running attack, I think there's the advantage. Yeah, because that, like the what I was saying, Texas's offensive line is nothing compared to Michigan's no. offensive line. Talented, young, yes, but definitely but, not to the caliber. No, yet. this is Joe Moore award-winning offensive line, and the that like that's where this game will be decided. Can Michigan run the ball? How much like it's gonna be one in the trenches, honestly, on that side. So I'm gonna lay the points here with this at the seven and a half. Not uberly confident in it, but I will say I have not envisioned a scenario in my head. Just take this for what it is. I have not envisioned a scenario where TC wins this game outright. I have not accepted that that, that is a possibility. Yeah, it's been it's weird. But like I shouldn't feel that way because I've seen it seven times this year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I think the number's awesome. I think it's that's a really, really fucking tight number. Yeah, it is. I think this is gonna honestly be closer than what that spread is. Sure, you want to be against me on this one? I do, and like it's talking about the number too. Like I have the number at seven point four, so like it's right freaking there. Yep. Honestly, probably what I'm going to do for obviously show purposes, I'm going to stick to the raw number at seven and a half. I'm definitely going to buy down. Like I don't, I don't get. Are we going to wait? Are we going to do what we done the last couple times with Michigan games? TCU first half, Michigan. Ooh, that's a good look, Michigan yeah. second half. TCU first half would be plus four. I like that. Michigan second half. I don't have a number for it yet. I'm assuming that's got to be. It would field be about goal. three and a half, four. Yeah. So yeah. So. Maybe if you guys want to do that, double dip on this game. It's only worked once, well, but we only tried it once, so 100% of the time it works. Well, and honestly, I think that was kind of a trend for the season. That's why we kind of found it, especially like that Rutgers game. It was one of those we just found way too late to yeah, really yeah, take advantage really, of. Yeah, it's, it wasn't like Colorado or Louisville basketball. God, that was the last one. You rode, you rode the absolute piss out of that. I'm still riding it. I cannot wait for Saturday. You had a little, just a little heads up. Lay whatever with Kentucky against Louisville. Uh, it's going to be a fucking huge number. But Connor, 8 p.m. Saturday night, OSU, Georgia. Georgia is six and a half point favorite over under at 62 and a half. Now, I don't know exactly where I'm going to be. I'm going down to the Commanders-Browns game Sunday. We're leaving Saturday morning. I don't know where I'm going to be watching this at. But this is your team. I'm just going to open the floor and let you show me your bias. I'm taking Georgia in the points. Are you going to do the cap? I'm I'm laying the points with Georgia. I just... I don't know. I, I Like we talked about with... TCU Michigan, like even being an Ohio State fan, yeah, I've had the like, all right, if this goes our way, this goes our way, yes, we can win this game. But more times when I play this out in my head, I have Georgia winning. 
I'm praying to God that I am wrong and that OSU finds a way to cover. But I just, I, I don't know. Like, obviously, I've always said I love laying the or taking the points with my team, but I just think this Georgia team is on a different level. And honestly, like, after the Michigan game, after I've watched OSU just get, like, I don't want to say run over, but for three quarters of that game, we're in it, and then just the dam broke loose. This Georgia team is a better team than that Michigan team, more physical. I just don't, I don't really know. I, I think... It doesn't help that the team you're playing is basically Michigan just on steroids. Yes. So you already saw what happened the first time it happened last year. Yeah, go ahead. And then, sorry, you're good. And then you have just the better version of that same brand of football that you're going up against. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what worries me. Obviously, the biggest portion of this game is going to be won in the trenches. Can Ohio State protect CJ? We're, we have two phenomenal tackles. The interior of our line does scare me. Scare me. Matthew Jones says that he should be good to go for this game. But if you if that interior of our offensive line is not able to, I want to say stop him, but control Jalen Carter, we're going to be in for a long game. I kind of like the matchup of our wide receivers against their corners. It's going to be a great matchup. I kind of hope that it's like Marvin and Ringo just head-to-head all game. Mm-hmm. Just just to see that matchup, obviously. I hope that Marvin wins that matchup. But uh, And then on the flip side, can the Ohio State defensive line get pressure on Bennett? This is a good Georgia offense or offensive line. I kind of like our secondary against their wide receivers, but then you have the ultimate wild card in the world with Brock Bowers. Like, how is Jim Knowles going to attack covering him? Because I'm concerned if we try to like just man him up with Eichenberg or Chambers. Chambers obviously has the speed being a former running back. But man, he's he is the ultimate wild card and then you have the second ultimate wild card in Darnell Washington that is the heart, probably one of the harder people to guard in the nation. So I I really don't know. I think Georgia is the better team. I just think they I think ultimately they come out ahead. Look, so that's good for you because again, and it's Especially when you already believe in the bet, though, like you'll be happy either way. You'll make a little bit of money, or your team wins the game. Here, I'm taking Georgia minus six and a half too. I think basically picking it back, piggybacking off of everything you said. Like, I think they're the better team. I worry about Ohio State's matchup with their brand of football. But I want you to let me open the floor. What is the scenario where Ohio State comes out on top here? Like, what is the formula to win this game? Because, like, in your opinion, because in my opinion, like. If everything's clicking for Ohio State's offense, it's going to score on anybody. It's exactly. Machine. If you can protect Stroud, like this offense is so well tuned when everything's running perfectly and it's an unstoppable force. Like it would not completely shock me if Ohio State wins this game. 
No, I think Ohio State has the better shot of pulling the upset than TCU. Yeah, 100%. For it, everything, for Ohio State to come away with this win, one, it's the defense not allowing any explosive plays, which was what doomed them in the Michigan game. That's why I kind of like the matchup of our corners and safeties against their receivers because their receivers don't really make explosive plays. It's Bowers that does. But most of his time, it's not like really deep shots. It's dump-offs that he just outruns, out-physicals everybody. So if they don't allow the explosive plays, get some like three and outs, force some field goals... And for the offense, like it, it, it comes down to can the O-line protect CJ? If they protect CJ and he is able to like find the open guys, if, if the scheme is working perfectly because they're protecting him, I think that's how we stay in this game. And then, yeah, I, I mean... I'm trying to be so positive for because it's literally my team, but I'm just I, I have I have a lot of concerns for my own team, but also I love this team when their back is against the wall. You've got second lease lease on life. From all the reports that I have seen, it has been violent practices for Ohio State since they got down to Atlanta. Plus, like, that also concerns me a little bit. The fact that this is in Atlanta, Georgia, like... That does suck. But, but like, also your at, fan base travels. Yeah, but also after the way the season ended, like, are they really wanting to go... Like, I don't know. I, like, I love my fan base to death. How much of that fan base shows up? But also at the same time, I have seen this happen eight years ago. In 2014, when we shocked the world against Bama, can we fucking do it again? Yeah, it's it's going to come down to, like... Like I said, I pray to fucking God I'm wrong about this bet. I want to see Ohio State play with some heart, because the last two years against Michigan, it looked like nobody gave a shit. I want a rematch. You know what I mean? I want a fucking rematch. Yeah, I, under, every, I understand. With everything on the fucking line, but... but this is for a title, so I get it. It's a little more. I just don't – like Ohio State side of it, when they play Michigan the last two years, and like I said, they don't have a heart. A lot of those guys, the rivalry doesn't mean a ton to them anymore because, you know, they're – Ohio State's getting players from out of state like crazy. Yeah. It's no longer homegrown guys. Mm-hmm. But I, I think pretty early you'll be able to tell how this game's going. Yeah, we will know fairly early in that. Because I think if Ohio State sure. gets down – by like 10 and this Georgia defense is flying everywhere, That's this game's over. You might as well turn the TV off. That That is my personal opinion. I think you might honestly agree with me too. Uh, just just a little update. Uh, Florida State first and goal, and we're only two minutes and 10 seconds into the game. That's what we like to hear. Unfortunately, we ran a little long, so you won't be able to bet it, but you'll see if we're right or not. Yeah. So playoff this weekend. Enjoy yourself. Happy New Year's, everybody. Yes, hope you guys had a Merry Christmas. We're out of here. Peace.